0: Welcome to FYI, the Public Libraries podcast. I'm Kathleen Hughes, Manager of Publications for the Public Library Association. Today we are talking to Sonia Scavarla. Sonia is the founder of A Social Ignition. Founded in 2012... A social ignition was conceived while Sonia was working with several groups to help enhance their abilities to fulfill their missions in the field of post-prison re-entry. After engaging the ecosystem and learning what was working and what wasn't, what was being done and what was missing, she developed a curriculum of entrepreneurship and professional development and offered it to the Oregon Department of Corrections. It took a year to earn permission to conduct the class at Columbia River Correctional Institution in Portland, But the relationship continues to flourish as both parties are interested in seeing a successful transition for men returning to the community. Welcome, Sonia. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about A Social Ignition? The basics is that A Social Ignition
1: is a 501c3 organization that teaches entrepreneurship in prison, so during incarceration. And then we work with men to start businesses, gain employment, housing, whatever it is that they need to be successful in life. So it's a, it starts with a six-week course during incarceration that's focused on entrepreneurship and problem-solving, and the graduates of that program can enter what we call the long haul, which is individual and small group coaching uh, based on whatever their needs are, and that bridges the week. So we start working with them while they're incarcerated, and we continue working with them until so they're up and on their own and they don't feel like they need us anymore.
0: And it seems like entrepreneurship is an interesting area to to go into with incarcerated persons and formerly incarcerated persons. Can you talk a little bit about why that works so well with this group? Entrepreneurship at its core
1: is about problem solving. It's about answering the questions, what don't I know and where can I go get the answers? And those qualities of persistence and self motivation Entrepreneurs really have to be able to make something out of nothing or pull together a variety of models in order to make something new. And those are all the skills necessary in order to build a productive life uh, for anybody really, and uh, especially for people who have to come back from incarceration.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to get involved in, in this arena?
1: My background is in business. So I've worked with uh, many small to medium-sized companies both in the for-profit and in the nonprofit space, Um, but I also have a couple of business degrees. And so my entrance into working with this population isn't necessarily about entirely about um, the people and their experience, but it's about the power that business can have. People have lifted themselves out of interesting places in their lives, we'll say, uh, using entrepreneurship and business. And if I can work with people who are coming through those circumstances to build up a life, business is really the key to that. So social services are needed, and there are a lot of spaces in reentry for that type of work. but the skills that come along with business building are also a key part of that transition.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about specifics of the programming? Like what is taught? What are the classes? Maybe describe some of these.
1: There's a couple of key principles during this six-week entrepreneurship series, is what we call it. And we start on the first day talking about, we do introduction and all of that, but we talk about the power of choice. Uh, A lot of people think that A lot of choices are taken away from people who are incarcerated, which is definitely true. There are a lot of decisions they are not allowed to make, but they still make hundreds of decisions, if not thousands, every day, just like all the rest of us do. And so allowing them to see and empower them with a reminder of that is really what starts the course out to say, you have choices every single day. One of the things that I often say to them, I say, if you wanted to spend the rest of your life incarcerated, I bet you know the exact choices to make to make that happen. And so, and of course, they all nod. (laughs) And so then I say, so now we're going to flip that. And all those same choices that you can make all the time to stay here, we're going to flip those and make those choices to go and do something else. Um, So we start with the power of choice, and then we ground really in visioning. We measure choices by the outcome that we're looking for, not necessarily if somebody else thinks it's right or wrong, but what is the outcome that we're looking for for ourselves, that you can't start a business unless you know what you want your life to look like. So, we spend quite a bit of time on that before moving into some more of the core business principles like marketing and finance. So, they build a business model in teams in the class and they present that model at the end of the course to a room full of business professionals that I bring in and to prison from the outside. That's a key component of the program is bringing business professionals into the program with me each time I go in. So it's, it's not only to break down the stereotype and stigma surrounding people with criminal records. So often, the mentors come in with me and as we're leaving, I say, so what do you think? And they said, wow, you know, it normalized really quickly. It was sort of like sitting around with any other entrepreneurs and startup groups. The second part of it is just to introduce that concept of social mobility and social networks. The reasons that the rest of us and the get to have the jobs that we have, get to accomplish the things we do, we don't do that on our own. That is in large part due to our social networks. And so I think if we want people to succeed coming out of incarceration, we have to introduce them to new social networks. And this is a huge way that we do that.
0: How do you get the information to them about the program and how are they chosen for it?
1: People who have taken our classes are by far our greatest promotional mechanism. Um, They recruit other people to take the class. They are the ones who pass around the word. And that's, that's the kind of credibility that we're looking for. We really want people to want be there. And so, we actually put two hoops in front of them to jump through. The first is that they have to fill out a very brief application, so it's only three questions, and they also pay $25 for the 12-session series. Their wages in prison range from $26 per month to $77 per month, depending on the job at the facility. Some folks have to ask family for that $25 or they have to save it up over a couple of months. But this is a business course. And so if we didn't exchange dollars for value, I think we we, we would be sending a mixed message.
0: And so do they have to plan to start the course when they're nearing their exit or? If
1: you are ready today, we want you to take the class today. Uh, Far be it for me to recommend that you sit on your hands uh, and wait till you get further along. Entrepreneurial spirit is about starting now. And so if you are three years from the lease and you want to start right now, then let's get you started. We also don't discriminate based on the type of offense There are a lot of programs that do, um, that if you have committed a certain type of offense, they don't allow you in their programming. And that's for a lot of reasons, but a social ignition doesn't put those restraints on it. If you are ready to do something productive and wonderful in the world, then we want to help you do that.
0: Would you like to share some success stories from the program?
1: Uh, This particular gentleman, his name is Travis, and... We introduced him to a mentor at his presentation day, and that company ended up hiring him. He spent a year and a half at that company and did very, very well, raised his credit score, bought a car, rented a home, all of this, and recently he switched jobs, and he's now working for another graduate of our program who has built a a tile and stone company and employs six people, and Travis is one of those six people. So when someone enters the long-haul program, which is that small group and individual coaching, we work on whatever their goals are. So Vic wanted to start this tile-and-stone company based on skills that he had had working for other people for a long time, and we helped him do that, and now we're helping him to grow that. And Travis really wanted to get settled, Um, He's a young man in his 20s, and he just wanted to have a fresh start and really get settled in something that he could get excited about, and he also has designs on starting a food cart uh, here shortly, but really wants to get his feet under himself first. So, those are just two examples. We also have another gentleman who just uh, got his proposal accepted by the city, and he will be running the business that he started over a year ago business planning while he was incarcerated on city property. Um, That was a competitive process and he won that. These are just the big successes. We have successes all the time of folks who come and talk about their mindset change or, you know, one said he got up to do his presentation and he said, Sonia, I haven't felt a high like that. This my first home run in Little League. He said, it felt amazing. I never knew I could do anything like this. I thought I was just an athlete. Those successes, it's those wins all along the way that we go for, and they're equal success to running your business on city property.
0: Do you provide ongoing support over the years as they progress in their businesses?
1: After that six-week series, we don't have a standard program. It's all very individualized to whatever their goals are. I believe a Social Ignition, therefore, believes that the way that we keep people out of incarceration is not just helping them to make money, getting them into stable survival jobs. While that may be the first step, that's where a lot of other organizations stop working. They say, oh, great, you have a job, nice work, now we need to move on to the next person. Where Social Ignition, that's really where we rev up and we say, great, you have this job, now what do you really want to be doing? What kind of job do you really want to have? What kind of business do you really want to start? You know, what are your hobbies? How do you make life meaningful and enjoyable so that the old life that was engaging to you in some way isn't as engaging anymore? We need to engage people. We can't simply help them survive. It doesn't work.
0: In other interviews, you've mentioned that you don't like referring to the opportunities offered by a social ignition as second chances. Can you talk about the reason for that? Second chances
1: is over oversimplification. It comes with a lot of implications, the fact that we are granting someone a second chance. Um, it's misinformed in saying that this is only the second chance that they've had or will need. I prefer instead that to say that life is cumulative, that in order to... Succeed in life, we actually need to stand on the experiences we've had before and not dismiss them as mistakes. While they may have been missteps, they they are not mistakes. We need to stand on them and use them to propel us forward. So it's more that life is is built up of all of these pieces that will eventually make up the whole mosaic, and not dismiss them as needing a second chance from someone else.
0: And on their roads to being successful entrepreneurs, they surely encounter stumbling blocks or um, small failures. How do you coach them through those situations?
1: Them, probably more than almost anybody else, are familiar with the word failure. And uh, at a social ignition, we take language very seriously. And I'm very glad to hear that or is it a feel that over time the word failure has, begin, has begun to law, lose its meaning a little bit? In the entrepreneurial space, there's a lot of talk about, oh, fail fast. or They have entire conferences now about failure. Okay, so that happens. Now we move on. How do we recover from that? How do we, how do we learn from it? so that it can go, so that we can continue to move forward. So one of the pieces also is we don't kick you out of the long-haul program. You have to quit up. So many programs, if you have something happen, if you have a relapse, so to speak, then you're out. That, that doesn't help build this longevity that we need. So many folks who are experienced with the criminal justice field are used to these sprints. And their life is really split up into these small pieces. But we really want to make the art way larger and say, life is about this whole time, this whole time period. So let's not think about the next six months. I mean, we have to do that. That's, those, are, those are the little things. But where does that six months fit into the whole next 16 to 60 years? So the, the failures, the roadblocks, some of them are personal. Some of them are addiction-related. Some of them are somebody saying, no, you're a convicted felon. I don't want to work with you. All that is is an adjustment. And in again, in, in the entrepreneurship speak, we call it pivoting. Okay, it's time to pick up your box and move in a different direction and find a way that is working for you.
0: A lot of public libraries do work with incarcerated people and formerly incarcerated people. How might they incorporate aspects of this idea into their programming for this population?
1: First and foremost, sort of bring having a place to bring people together and meet people that are different than they are. So those people utilize the public library. And so if there could be a space where they're intentionally there to maybe it's brainstorm business ideas, maybe it's to sort of mentor each other through various Um, life transitions or something like that, some sort of intentional meeting of community members that are at different points along the continuum here. So, whether that's current business professionals and people who are aspiring to be business people, whether they're high schoolers or whether they're people who are formerly incarcerated, um, those two groups have a lot in common in terms of fresh start and... So bringing those people together and utilizing that um, already incredible asset of the meeting place of a library would be fantastic. The other part that I thought about was having books in the facilities that are really relevant. There are very few books on sort of the more tactical pieces of business, especially. Um, You know, how do I become a better employee, not necessarily just from a transitional, but the same books that would be in a college library on getting jobs and that sort of thing.
0: Okay, and do you want to give the website address?
1: www.asocialignition.org. And we are actually also on all the social medias, um, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all of those. So if you follow any social media, we're there. And we're consistently pumping out updates on our graduates and we get involved.
0: Has it so far been mostly men or are you also offering the program for women, incarcerated women?
1: So the program is actually designed for men. Uh, I work with a mentor here in Portland who specializes in treatment and counseling specifically for men and boys. And so the program was designed around their learning style. Not to say that women can't learn that way, but uh, the traditional education model Uh, we see over and over again, has worked much more so for women than men. And so this is much more interactive and hands-on. And so while we're open to women utilizing our curriculum at some point, it was really designed for men. Also, 92% of the people who are incarcerated across the country and in Oregon are men. So having gender-specific programming for them, I
0: believe, is really important. And it's such a great program. I could see it expanding nationally, do you have any expansion plans or have you been approached by any other municipalities?
1: We have had interested citizens and leaders of communities in California, Arizona, Washington, in um, Colorado, and South Carolina all interested in how do we bring this there. Uh, so what we're looking to do, we would love to go to all those places. We really need to make sure that we are sustainable here first and then, of course, basically all those just cost money. And so once we have the capital um, to solidify the program so that it can be replicated, we would
0: love to do so. Well, that's all the time we have. I'd like to thank our guest, Sonia Scavarla, founder of A Social Ignition, for talking with us today. You can get more information about the program at asocialignition.com. Thanks for listening.